Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 26, I think, of the Godzilla Roundtable. I'm losing track as we're getting to the higher numbers. As always, you are joined by me, Mulder, otherwise known as Faye, and I am joined by... Ton here, once again. And... Crash here, again, as well. And today, to help usher in the Millennium Era, we have a very special guest with us today, a very good friend of mine, Rocha. How are you doing today, Rocha? I am doing wonderful today. I'm so happy to have you on, Rocha, because I know you love the Millennium Era and Godzilla 2000 especially. Yes, uh, the Millennium Era, I've, I constantly like praise it as my personal favorite. Uh, Mm-hmm. I, I can't even say interpretation because there's so many interpretations, and that's probably why I like it so much. Yeah. Like, for me, the Millennium Era is my most nostalgic, but I'll get into that in a bit. So, Rocha, because, funny enough, I, I know you're sorry how you got into Godzilla, and it's tied to what we were talking about today, but tell everyone who doesn't know how you got into Godzilla, as we do for all of our guests. Okay, so, growing up, I always had a love of dinosaurs. Like mm-hmm. when I was a small little child, my my parents always tell stories of me just singing along with Barney, uh, watching like running dry my VHS copies of like Jurassic Park and Lost World. Godzilla, I can't exactly pinpoint when I really got into it because I mostly absorbed it through the pop culture version of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, the Godzilla in the commercials, the toys, the the clips that you would see, uh, the parodies, and and, and you kind of just absorb that uh, mm-hmm. that way. Um, but my first, well, my first Godzilla movie I saw in theaters was '98, but I was like mm-hmm. a small child, four years old, I think. Um, but Godzilla 2000 Toho film and first Toho film in theaters that I got to watch. Uh, Ever since then, I've just been, I've watched, like, all, almost all the films. I've I played the Pipeworks trilogy game. Uh, I've read so many comics, drew so much fan art. Uh, and contrary to popular belief, no, I did not write that very popular Mothzilla is my uh, <laughs> fan fiction. Shut up, you! What is? I don't even know what month. No, it is. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, Crash. I'll have to explain that to you one of these days, maybe for a Kingdom Hearts oh, yeah? episode. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm so in love with Godzilla. It's it's just I got I got the King of the Monsters tattooed on my right arm here. He's he's just been a big part of my mm-hmm. life, uh, much to my wife's dismay. But uh, yeah, she she had to go through my my. Godzilla craze. She loves it. She loves it. She loves watching it with me, but I, I'm such a dork when it comes to it. Yeah, also, I, because I forgot to mention it before, Roach's art is fantastic. Like, Thank you. Fantastic. And Roach's art was actually retweeted by the director of Godzilla. Oh, King yeah. That, when I saw that happened, well, first of all, I was like, well, where the hell are all these notes coming from? Um, I saw that... Uh, um, and forgive me if I can't pronounce the name right. Michael Dordery, right? Um, Dordy. Dordy, yeah. You, you got pretty close. You I saw close. him retweet it, and it was like a little fan comic of uh, explaining the origins of the Anguirus skeleton in King of the Monsters. And when I saw that, I just mm-hmm. squealed like a little girl. Like, I I, I just... I, I it, it made me happy. And that's how I got to be known mm-hmm. around, among the community and among a lot of uh, friends that I've made in the community... Uh, is through that comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Well, it's fantastic. So, deserved. All right, so I'm going to get us into the meat of the episode with Godzilla 2000. Hmm, who am I going to pick on first to give a rating? You know what, Crash? I'm curious to hear to hear your rating. What would you give Godzilla 2000 out of 10? Um, well, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, probably... <laughs> 7.5 out of 10, I'd feel like. Okay. Seven, around there. I liked it a lot, and it was also a really great palate cleanser, especially mm-hmm. with the G98. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, there's some things I kind of wish it did a little better. But okay. uh, we'll talk about that. But I did enjoy it, though. It was sure. fun to see this new incarnation of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Tom? Oh, if this rewatch has proved me anything, 
anything to me. Um, it's that I'm a sucker for the reboot movies <laughs> of every era. So this is a solid 8.5 out of 10 for me. Hmm. Uh, I give it 2,000 out of 10. <laughs> uh, um, Valid. Nah, but for for real, if I were to put aside all my biases, I would give this movie a really good um, eight, maybe nine out of ten, and I'll probably explain why. Okay, for me, it is also an eight point five out of ten. I really, really love this movie because this was also my first Godzilla movie. I have to mention way back in our first episode, so I also have a lot of nostalgia for it. But this was my first time watching the Japanese version for this episode because I had only seen, seen, seen the dub before, but the dub is fantastic, but we'll just discuss more later. But I'm curious, Rocha, did you watch the dub or did you watch the Japanese so version? how I watch this is usually how I usually watch movies that I've seen plenty of times is I had a window mm-hmm. open to watch the dub because I want to hear the story uh, and occasionally glance mm-hmm. over it while I worked on my own personal projects. So I yeah. I have yet to see the subtitle, the original Japanese version. Um, yet huh interesting i i i would re-recommend it because the japanese version is really good i really want to hear the dub i'm hearing so many good good. things about it the dub is really there's some really funny lines in it yeah it 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 balances the humor really well though i feel like so it's a great dub but yeah godzilla 2000 was of course the remake not the remake the reboot of the godzilla franchise after godzilla 1998 Kind of abysmal failure in, in more, more than one way. Bartolo was like, we need to fix this. So they rushed it into, into production. And I think that's part of why they got back a return director. Because this was directed by Takeo Okawara, who had directed Godzilla vs. Matra, Godzilla vs. Godzilla 2, and Godzilla vs. Destroya for the Heisei era. But he had more creative freedom on this film, as you can really see, because it's very different from his Heisei stuff, actually. Okay. And and this kind of started the fact that the Millennium Era is more of like a told you crash. It's more like an anthology era, where there's a bunch of different stories with a one clear, concise continuity, the way you had in, say, Showa, which had a loose continuity, and Heisei, which had a very tight continuity. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what did you guys think of Takeo Kawara's direction for this film? There were a lot of really nice overhead kind of shots. I liked it. a lot of perspective shots, which is really nice, especially yeah. like Godzilla. You know, it's cool to kind of see in scale how big he is because usually we kind of see him in relation to other monsters. Mm-hmm. You see that a lot. It's kind of like, yeah, they're big, but um, I think especially his directing here made it clear that like, yeah, Godzilla's really fucking big. He's giant. <laughs> yeah, the way they just like stared and like you know walking along. Mm-hmm. The- the ocean it's really nice yeah i think think overall the movies he's directed have been very nice they're really good about that yeah tom um i have to say out of his um godzilla movies this is probably my second favorite behind destroyer Mm -hmm. and really like crashed it i think just kind of the uniqueness of it really sold this movie for me there's so many great shots and there's this really distinct feeling to Godzilla 2000 where Mm -hmm. you kind of have that very kind of Showa-esque style he had with versus Mothra and versus Mechagodzilla 2 but he very much Mm -hmm. makes it his own in this movie and I really like how it came out. So Rocha, what did you think of Takeo Kawara's direction? So there's a lot of shots that I really liked in this movie. One that comes to mind is the bay scene where you see the jets come in and you just see Godzilla just standing there in the bay. The, the scene where the family mm-hmm. in the van comes across him in the, uh, in the subway and he's obscured in shadow. Uh, oh, I and love of that. Of course, bit. my favorite is the iconic uh, Godzilla lives inside all of us line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> line is like, like, I get the meaning behind it, but, I just always think it's funny out of context um, where he's yeah. destroying like the color in the final fight with Orga, just all those reds and oranges yeah. and it, it just looks great. I, I, I love mm-hmm. like the shots in this film. Yeah, same. So for me, I, because I, I have to agree with everyone that I think the film looks fantastic. 
and the shots are fantastic. I love it. But there's some elements I want to bring up, which I think are really fun. Uh, there's a lot of Jurassic Park influence in this film. Oh, I, feel I like. heard it. Like in the way, like the shots, or like in the fact, like I love the intro bit you were mentioning with the subway tunnel, where they where they pull up and they reflect the lights on Godzilla. That to me has such a big Jurassic Park vibe to it. But Takeo Okawara makes it work better than Roland Emmerich did in '98 because it feels more natural. I, I, and he, I, I, I was about to say, on, like, sorry. did you hear the audio for the monster sounds? Those, those were Lost yeah. World T Rex sounds. I, I totally forgot yeah. that watching this film, and during the rewatch, my ears were like, "What? That's familiar." Yeah, and the other funny thing I noticed too was, and it, may, and it might be more prevalent in the Japanese version, this movie has a very independent state type vibe to it too, which I think is really funny because it's kind of like Godzilla versus Independence mm. Day, considering Roland Emmerich. Kind of. mm-hmm. I almost wonder if that was on purpose. <laughs> I mean, that, not that alien design when he's in jellyfish form, that, that just, uh, that kind of does look a bit like the. Uh, the the aliens from Independence Day. Now that I'm thinking of it, it's it does. What what? No, I, was about to, oh, sorry, I, I just I just said it's nuts. Yeah, which which brings me to I guess I guess this is a good starting topic because he because I know Crash. I feel like you have a lot to say, so I'll start with you, Crash. What did you think of the aliens and Orga in this film? So okay, is it just one? <laughs> Big alien, or do they all? Yeah. Work? Okay, so it's just Orga. Yeah. Okay. Um, I it was really interesting. This like we've had aliens. We have we've had tons of aliens. Godzilla. Yeah. Assholes. They're just always mean. But, yeah. Um, this one I definitely had a weirder vibe to it. I don't know. It was much more mysterious. Most aliens kind of make themselves like known. Mm-hmm. This one, you know, kind of kept to itself. It was just kind of landed down there. It was like, all right, I'm taking over the earth now. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it was such a unique alien, but um, my only thing is, I really wish we got to see more of Orga though, because Orga just kind of shows up at the end. Because mm-hmm. and he has such a cool gimmick too. I liked him. He was like trying to like kind of take Godzilla's own elements against him, kind of like yeah, assimilate kind of. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much absorb Godzilla. And I I like that whole idea of it. I just I just felt like Orga was kind of cut a little too soon. Mm-hmm. We got to see him more because. I like his concept a lot, and mm-hmm. a lot of potential there. But I felt that he was kind of underused. Or underused okay, that's fair. Rocha? So Orga, or as like I, me and my friend group like to playfully call him Vorga. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I love Orga in terms of his design. Like he's he's a really oh. weird gorilla turtle thing. Like I yeah. love his like his giant hands it's it's not like most kaiju designs i've seen are obviously theropod inspired where their arms are small their bodies are huge orga has big swinging arms i I really love especially in his video game pipeworks interpretation where they because they really use the arms and make him a grappler and he has like the best throwing uh moves and and uh uh, but like fighting game aside, um, like I really dug this asymmetric, uh, super alien, not of this world monster design. His uh, metamorphic abilities, mm-hmm. his shoulder laser, which I think is a really different way to do a typical kaiju breath attack, is a laser in the shoulder. Yeah. I love Orga's yeah. design, and since he is my first real uh, Toho villain kaiju that I got to see, um, he has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Ton? Yeah, definitely gotta follow the crowd here. Orga's just awesome. Um, I'll, I'll, one thing I always love with this franchise is how no old idea ever feels kind of like reuse when it pops up again. Morgan mm-hmm. kind of has this cool <laughs> mixture of kind of classic Showa aliens, but in Showa, usually you had like the aliens the humans deal with, then you have the alien kaiju that Godzilla fights. Like, mm-hmm. 
Ghidorah and Gigan and little Gigan. Gigan. Oh my gosh, I can't say his name. But um, <laughs> Orga is a nice kind of mix of those elements into one creature. Mm-hmm. And one thing the movie really succeeds at succeeds at is making the plots really come together. Yeah. So, um, and design wise, I just I like uh, Rocha and Crash. I really love the look of Orga. You kind of have the cool CGI form when he first shows up in his natural form, then he gets mutated. And I just love, yeah, the kind of gorilla mm-hmm. dinosaur look with the big arms. It almost kind of reminds me of a xenomorph. Yeah. And in a way, also kind of reminds me of Heisei Gamer. I don't know. Huh. I can kind of see it. Just, yeah, something about it just familiar to me. <laughs> Crash is like, what the fuck is a Gamera? I don't know. This <laughs> oh, you're you're super new to the okay. to the the kaiju thing, are are you, Crash? Yes, Godzilla's like my only oh. thing. I've seen so I've I've seen every Godzilla up until two thousand. That's 2000. super cool. That's super really. cool. <laughs> plus, plus twenty fourteen and King of the Monsters. Oh That's yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> Besides Godzilla, like, yeah, I'm not really hip. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to agree with everyone. Orga looks fantastic. I have to make special mention to his suit. Because the suit looks so good for Orga. Like, wow. And even, and with the aliens, I have to agree, the aliens feel so fresh in this movie because they're more otherworldly and cerebral and less like humans, like I the black hole aliens. Like, yeah, they, they I can say, I agree because like they don't really communicate with the humans like all the other ones do. They're mm-hmm. not like, yeah, guys, we're going to take over your planet. You guys suck. And they don't really, and obviously, they don't really have like, a representative like a human like creature mm-hmm. to relate to it's just this weird kind of funny looking nose the fucking alien shit they have yeah and it's just weird it's an enigma to them they don't understand it then it just plops down and fucking connects to all the internet like no one understands it so yeah it just has this weird like that yeah an alien feeling of like i don't know what's going on here mm-hmm. okay so 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 crash you mentioned internet gave me a funny thought <laughs> um rocha are you hip to digimon uh <laughs> my exposure to Digimon probably ended around the 2000s, like around 2000. So, okay. Do, do you at least have, have, have Digimon the movie? The first, yes. yes. Uh, on, on, yeah. on your belt. Because I was going to say something about the way Crash said that made me, something about the millennials, the millennials plot of this made me think of Digimon. The millennials plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, of, because of the fact that they use the internet to like get hit about uh, everything. All you need is uh some fat boy slim playing in the background. Some oh. funk old brother. Uh <laughs> God. I it's been so long since I saw that Digimon movie with its spectacular Amanda Anaconda opening. Oh my god. Oh god. So dank. Oh my god. There's a great video on that from Billion, <laughs> but that's a, that's an entirely different oh. topic. Let <laughs> myself. Um and I guess with Orga too, I, all I could really say, oh, you want to know why do you want to bring up Orga though? Them bringing back Telekinesis as a power was really cool. And I really like how they, how they did with Orga, like Orga using the UFO as like a shield and to also smack Godzilla with, with his Telekinesis. It's Not really to make cool. a JoJo, uh, JoJo really... reference, but that's a stand. Ugh. Go ahead and kill me now. <laughs> if Dick, you're listening to this, you can take the shot. It's fine. <laughs> oh my god it is a stand uh, oh. <laughs> oh you're coming to me <laughs> Crash is also not, not hip to anime so we've been making so many references Once again, I told you, like, via osmosis I, I get all this shit because of you <laughs> everyone all my friends <laughs> you are not a filthy weeb like the rest of us normie <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um but i but i guess that's a good lead into the other big monster of course the titular monster godzilla what a really drastic redesign too like this is definitely his most unique design um from from the total film so far and i really like it because i think as as rocha and ton should remember this godzilla 
was one of the iconic Godzillas for a while. Like in the Pipeworks games, like you were saying, the Godzilla fighting games, that was the base Godzilla design they used. Yeah, it, it really was. And uh, it's also the first time Godzilla's been green! He yes. is green! Which I point out the he green and purple. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Uh, it's, he's, a, he's a wonderful, <laughs> he's a wonderful, like, just design. I, I, I'm gushing because this is my favorite Godzilla suit. Uh, the Miragoji, mm-hmm. I think it's called. He has these ridiculous yeah. fangs, these, uh, like, these extremely jagged purple spikes, the, the green skin, and like, yeah, his atomic breath is red or orange, or it, it's just yeah, it, it, yeah orange. It's so, oh my goodness, I love this Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, same. I I have a lot of fondness for this Godzilla. He's also very dinosaurian too. This is the first Godzilla who's not standing fully upright as well. He's oh, more yeah. hunched over, like like a dinosaur. And that posture would kind of stay. I feel like for a lot of the future Godzillas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you got a little phlegm there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I'll edit it out. No, 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 keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, Crash, what did you think of, of this Godzilla redesign? Took me a while for them to get him in a good light for me to tell. But, uh, oh, that's about colors. But, um, yeah, his um design was much more, what's the word? Scary? I don't know. It's like they dialed mm-hmm. every piece of him up a bit. His spikes are even longer and jagged. They go over his head now. Yeah, he's he's like hunched over. His face is like more lizardy and scary, and and he's obviously he's green. When when I saw that funny daylight shot, the aliens just kind of looking at him. <laughs> you can tell he's green, and his, and his spikes are purple. It's like a it's fucking it's fucking Pete's trick. Oh my god! <laughs> but <laughs> that is Elliot from a color scheme. I just I just like I had that epiphany now, but um, it works. It works. <laughs> On him, I like it. It's very different because you know people are like, oh, he's green, but it's like according to Mulder and everybody, he's charcoal gray actually. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Godzilla's but, um, gray, not at all green. But um, but yeah, so it, but this new color scheme works out really well. The green looks nice. I like it. Oh, you like it because it only shows cool. up one more time. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> of course, that's how it is with everything. I, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ton. Uh, yeah, I I love Godzilla in this. Um, this design is super like like it's one of those kind of like edgy redesigns where they kind of like do everything to make the character like look cooler, meaner, and stuff. But it really works out here because you got the big spikes, just this really dramatic metal look cover looking um kind of presence to him but it really comes together because the bright green kind of gives him that soft look that you kind mm-hmm. of come to expect from Godzilla but he still looks intimidating and even the purple yeah. spikes like something about him in the lighting just really I guess purple just absorbs um black better yeah really blends into the background but it just I, I love Godzilla's profile here and it just he has a really awesome kind of cool presence to him. Yeah. So I, just, I, I love it. I, I love how you said that uh he he looks edgier and, and kinda cooler and, and and I'm thinking that really was the mood of the late nineties, early two thousands. Just make everything darker <laughs> and cooler and edgier. Godzilla designed by Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Pouches and belts everywhere. <laughs> that that is fitting, and also personality-wise, of course, Godzilla's back to being kind of an asshole, as Crash would say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's a lot more animalistic too in this movie. I feel like he's definitely a beast, a, a super oh, yeah. beast. If you catch my reference, or <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, go on, Crash. Sorry, like you were telling me. And it's shown throughout this movie that Godzilla's just like a thing now. It's just a thing mm-hmm. everybody has to deal with. And I think that's also another thing I want to kind of go into. I think mm-hmm. that's a super, really interesting, cool approach to have. You know, Godzilla as this force of nature. And like, 
you know, it's something everyone has like kind of learned to adapt with and deal with in their own ways. And that's also something that I wish was also explored a lot more in this one because I like that as a concept a lot. Because um, typically we've seen them kind of just be like, "Yeah, Godzilla's a thing," but don't worry, after every fight he goes back to bed. <laughs> but like, I like this idea of Godzilla just like you know, like a tornado or a hurricane is <clears throat> coming back or a bad storm. And I kind of wish they delved more into that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I think they could do a lot of cool stuff with that. I want to see, like, defense plans, shelters they have, cool stuff. Like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, Godzilla attack again. You know what to do, guys. Something <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. Right, <laughs> and, right, right. And, 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 like, I love humor. but they could have humor. But, like, you know, I, I like that a lot. And that's what 2000 really feels to me a lot here. It's like, I see a lot mm-hmm. of cool things I like. I just kind of wish they pushed more into it, I guess. That, makes that sense. That's fair, because, like, I'm with you. I really love that concept. Like, I love the fact that the characters are pretty much Godzilla Storm Chasers. Yeah. <laughs> which are, and, and we're part of, like, a Godzilla Storm Chaser um, or, or, organization who's dedicated to studying Godzilla, the way Storm Chasers study tornadoes and stuff. And it's just really cool. Yeah, I love and it. They're cool. And it, and it just really works well as a concept. But I do kind of agree with you. It does get a bit supplanted by the plot with Orga. But I think it works together well enough, and I just think the concept is just so cool. I, I I can't I can't help but love it. It's it's just awesome. <coughs> wow, we 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 got everyone coughing mm. today. Thanks. The radio um, silence that needs to be cut out. <laughs> <laughs> We always have moments like that. If anyone yeah. at this point, they're used to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, well, yeah. Um, uh, Roach or Tom, do you guys have anything to say uh, about that? About element? the characters? Oh no, about um, uh, Godzilla's like being more like a force of nature and such in this movie. Like the fact that he just kind I, of exists. Like, like they don't even like, they don't even explain him in this I, movie. I, I like. Uh, I mean, he has obviously some pre-established history that they kind of hand wave. Uh, but like Crash says, mm-hmm. um, and I think this will probably make better for a talking point. I do love that he's treated like they literally make a like storm chasers. Like I, I don't want to just retread what Crash says, but I do like that part a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I love the human characters in the so, story. Oh yeah, so do I. What's up? What's up? Made that our next point. But ton, if you have, do you have anything to say about the? I'm a storm chaser Godzilla stuff. Yeah, um, uh, just kind of to agree with everyone. I really like it. It has this, um, familiar yet distinct feeling. Um, I'd hate to kind of bring in another movie, but like it kind of reminds you how we were talking about with G98, kind of had that, you know, those moments where they try to make Godzilla kind of a sympathetic creature, but then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, well, back to blowing them up. <laughs> they kind of make it work better because Godzilla almost feels like um, a mix of a natural disaster, but then he also feels kind of like an, like you said, he feels like an animal. He's like a grizzly bear walking around the <laughs> street or like you have the people who want to tranquilize them, return them to nature, and then you have the people who are like, ah, just shoot them. <laughs> so they kind of have that Nice duality, which I mm-hmm. with Goji. Yeah, which leads us, of course, to our next one, which is the characters, because we have a pretty decent-sized cast this time. We've got the Storm Chaser duo, the reporter who's tagging along with them, and we also have, of course, the two government officials who are the main ones. And because I, I cannot remember, remember anybody's names. I remember the little girl's name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ayo. Ayo. Yeah. <laughs> I what, remember what, because what, I corrected uh-huh. myself when they pronounced low because the way it was spelled, and they said I also like every time I think about it, I'm just like, oh yeah, it's not low, it's I. <laughs> the the, the uh, primary <laughs> yeah. antagonistic human's name is Katagiri because my friend just DM'd me oh, about yeah. him. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, but like I don't want to interrupt. Sorry about that. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's good because I don't remember most characters' names That's in general. Good. Because the <laughs> and, and, and it's not it's not because they're bad, it's just because it's just hard to remember yeah. names. Yeah. But anyways, um who wants to go first about the characters? Uh we can let Racha go first. Uh 
so so with the human characters, I always point this one out to be the most entertaining human cast of the Godzilla franchise. Um, mm-hmm. the I, I like you know like you I don't remember the human names too much. There's always so many of them, uh, but I love the dynamic between the father daughter duo. Uh, he he's kind mm-hmm. of a slacker, but he it's mostly because he's hyper focused yeah. on his work while his daughter takes care of all the, the 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 adulting. Uh, the reporter yeah. chick just being kind of like a kind of a klutz kind of lady. Uh, but I always the the one who I really like talking about is the main villain, the antagonistic human of the of the series of this movie. Uh, I love this dude. His acting, he's he. The one thing I always love to talk about is how big he makes his eyes, and like he's always just know, glaring, right? and just like his eyes are always wide open, like he's nuts. And he probably is. I mean, yeah, he is. He's a nutty character, and he's just like he's always just glaring with his bulbous eyes, this bug-eyed stare, just like <laughs> so intense. Uh, I, I love that character. He's my favorite human villain of the Godzilla franchise. I think. Yeah, he he's really good. Um, Crash or Ton? Who wants to go next? Uh, Ton, you can go. I feel like I always All like right. go first. I don't. I don't want to like say your points. <laughs> oh yeah, it's no problem. Yeah, but I can go. Ahead. Um, I I love the cast in this. Um, they're like everything else in the movie, they almost kind of feel very unique and fresh in a way. Um, something I found kind of interesting with um, the Storm Chaser duo is Io, I think, is the first time kind of the kid character in a movie has been a little girl. Yeah, which is really neat. Yeah. Yeah, that was something I kind of like. I, I was just like, oh, alert, alert. Politics. I always like a little diversity and stuff. <laughs> so it's nice to see. Yeah, um, but um, uh, I so and another thing I really like is that this movie kind of like um subverted my expectations with the to use another controversial term with my with the character dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, like you kind of, I have watched this before, but kind of this was. It had been a while, so I expected the government duo, um, Katagiri and the former student of the um, main scientist character to kind of be more antagonistic than they were. Mm-hmm. But they kind of made their dynamic more of a kind of just ideological split between them. Yeah. It really just well written how kind of their split in per- um outlooks were mm-hmm. where they were less like actively hostile and more like kind of debating between each other yeah crash yeah pretty much i agree with like all your points i find because this team is really endearing i like obviously the whole storm chaser element is just like a really unique take on them besides mm-hmm. you know just like reporter there's always a reporter <laughs> but i'm also like kind of like i don't know okay I don't know if it's the roles are shifted. You know, every now and then they switch them between the boy and the girl. But um, mm-hmm. like overall, I also like kind of little girl Io. <laughs> I like her whole thing. She's like running this whole operation. Yeah, and, and she's a and, and, yeah. I was about to say she's a freaking hustler. She was like to the reporter, the fee is some like really high number, <laughs> but I'll give you a discount. The discount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really funny. I like and obviously like the dynamic between her and her dad. It's really mm-hmm. cute. It feels really genuine. Yeah. And first, some, oh, oh wait, crash! Not because you're off, but real quick, for some interesting extended universe information from the novelization and stuff. Um, the reason why there's no mom is that she died before the movie, so that's something interesting to keep in mind with their dynamic. Okay, that's true. That that's just a layer too. It's kind of what I thought the girl was at first, but they're like pretty clear, like no, that's like yeah. reporter. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like the whole thing. She's kind of like tagging along, working with them, kind of reluctantly, but also at the same time, kind of like you know enjoying the dynamic they have. It's yeah, like, I like them, but obviously the villain. I like the little history with each other they have. Even yeah, massive prick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really nice overall. The yeah. characters here are really memorable. I like them a lot. Yeah, favorites. 
Yeah, for me, I have to agree with what everybody's saying. So I'm going to focus on a character which hasn't been talked about much yet. And I have to say, Mia Saka, who was the second in commands under Katagiri, I really like him in this because even though he's an antagonist, he really changes over the course of the movie to realizing that what that they've been doing is wrong and they've been too focused on science over responsibility. And I think that's a really nice theme. I like his development here. And I like how they make him likable even though he's even though he's antagonist for a lot of the movie. Like I love how he's willing to team up with the main character instantly, like without without even thinking about it. And how he's the one who's like, Don't blow up the building, he's still fucking in there. What's wrong with you? Like they really make him likable and endearing, and I really appreciate that. I think that's kind of the key thing with the Godzilla Tales and cast in general. Even if they're not like fleshed out as much as some other Godzilla characters or have too much development, they're well written to the point where you don't really mind. And I think sometimes that's all you need with a Godzilla movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, where they're likable and, me- and memorable just enough that you that you're not like when's Godzilla, and I think mm-hmm. that's really it. Which I'm also going to do a a swerve to something else that this movie brought in, which is new, and that is giving Godzilla a healing factor for the first time officially. Really? I felt like that was a thing in the Heisei series. Was this actually the first time he had a healing factor? Yep, first time it was officially stated. Officially officially stated. stated. Didn't he have one like Biollante? I forget. Um, uh, in Biolante, they said that Godzilla's cells replicated quickly, but that's like its own thing. I feel like this is the first time they explained his healing factor and why he was resistant to weaponry beyond just being so like durable. The G cells. This is the actual first time we we see that he is actually healing quickly, Wolverine style. Yeah, I I I, yep. I think that is the most um underrated. Godzilla ability like anytime somebody talks about Godzilla they always mention nuclear pulse or atomic breath um but the one that I don't see a lot of people really talk about is how fast he regenerates uh and how this is actually yeah. like I, I always associated that being hit a very common Godzilla power that comes with it like he has to have the atomic breath he has to be extremely durable with regenerative abilities I did not know this is the first time that it actually was like a yeah like defined. Yeah, which is really cool to me. And they do it in such a cool way too. I really like the scene of them discovering the discovering that as the dub renamed it, Regenerator G one. It is. It's so much better than than the original I, I, name, which was Organizer G one. That's where the Orga comes in and you see. Uh yeah. I, I think uh yeah. I think they uh that sounds very Resident Evil-y. I really love it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, that, that was something I was kind of thinking about. Well, actually, no. No, I'm mixing it up with something else. Never mind. Whoa. But yeah. Uh-uh. No, I was thinking of a different TV show that was like, <laughs> I had the same thought of. But um, yeah, I like the name of Generator G1. Makes sense. It's pretty epic. Um. But so is that where Orga's name supposed to come from? Like, yeah, or yeah, yeah, from the original Japanese name for the cells of Organizer G One. You get it. Uh, so, I guess they didn't want to like rename him like Regen or something like that. Yeah, that would be too much. Or- oh my goodness! <laughs> Orga, or- like imagine your name some- just being Orga, so <clears throat> intimidating, very, very orcish kind of. What, what was it short for? Yeah, Organizer. Oh, nerd. What a nerd. <laughs> Organ's just a big nerd. Get out of here. So, uh, real quick, speaking of Orga, because I forgot to mention this earlier, one shot that has been etched into my brain because of seeing it as a kid in my first Godzilla movie was the death oh, of Orga. Because that death is so cool. Crash, I know you got so hyped. You were like, I was hoping oh, for that. Because, you know chomped on by Orga, just strain the mouth. And Godzilla was just chilling. I was like, Godzilla, do something, please. <laughs> yeah, and fucking blew him up from the inside out. Yeah. And I, and I do want to break something up because people are like, why did Godzilla not do anything? But the thing is, so they actually established that earlier that Godzilla is unique and that instead of running away from attacks, he presses onwards. And they pull back to that by having Godzilla press onwards into Orga. Right? He just jumped retreat. right in there. He says, here's my opportunity. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and no, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just I love that. It's like it's very uh, 
it kind of reminds me of uh, the ending of Men in Black. Uh, he's like, where are oh, you yeah. going? I'm going to go get my gun. Just blow him up from the inside. I, I dig. I love that. Plus, what's they, what's they bring back nuclear pulse in such a cooler way than it had been used in Hayley, I feel like. Where it was kind of like just an ability Godzilla just kind of mm-hmm. used sometimes. I feel like this is the first time it gets like a really starring role. It kind of, I feel like, I have to wonder if that was inspiration for why Doherty chose that to be Godzilla's finisher in King of the Monsters. I, I'm i not entirely too sure. It looks cool, especially the King of the Monsters uh, interpretation of it with the Mothra wings. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Obvious reasons aside. <laughs> Number one ship, people. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Mothzilla. Crash is so confused. <laughs> Crash, I, I have to explain that to you one of these days. Um, Ton, do you have any thoughts over Unregenerator G1 and, and the killing of Orga before I move on? Uh, Yeah, with on um, Unregenerator G1, I really like that scene where they kind of introduced it. You kind of see them getting really hyped and just talking about, like, wow, this is amazing. This is the creation of life itself. Um, I, I feel like that was probably, like, I always like when stuff kind of makes Godzilla kind of otherworldly and kind mm-hmm. of, that, like, you know, that God element of his name. Mm-hmm. Well, his American name, anyway. Um, <laughs> but it, it I just love how mysterious and kind of like it adds a la- layer of mystery to Godzilla, and his healing factor is definitely one of like his cooler abilities. Mm-hmm. With um, Orga death, yeah, that's uh, that seems just badass. Like, oh, <laughs> um, Godzilla game, he's like, oh no, and then he kind of see Orga. Oh, realizing his mistake when he starts glowing, he's just like, oh. I took a, <laughs> I <laughs> I took a calculated and risk, then, and, but and, oh boy, am I bad at math. <laughs> and then, then you see Orga's corpse to, to the left and just falls yeah, over. I love that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one part that it kind of caught me off guard, though, because they mm-hmm. killed Orga off really quickly. Because, mm-hmm. like, right when he did that, he was like, Chomping on Godzilla, I thought he was gonna like let go and immediately like get all the cool parts of Godzilla. Maybe mm. he just close up. It was exciting. My <laughs> spikes are cool enough. He doesn't need anything else. Yeah, <laughs> that's just what I expected him to go in because he was trying to take. He was trying to take all the parts of Godzilla. Yeah, with the with the with the spikes and stuff starting to come out of him, which is such a cool imagery too. God, I love the imagery of this film. Which I do want to bring up real quick, which is the special effects. So I think the practical effects are so much better than the Heisei yeah. era. For most of most of the era, I feel like whoever. Oh, let me see who 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 did the special effects. You're gonna find out why this movie is a uh, an eight point five for me instead of a ten out of ten. <laughs> but I do have to say though, the CGI has not I aged the best. Think it was good when yeah. it first came out. That was that that one underwater scene will always be in the back of my mind of like. Whenever I'm praising the hell out of this movie, there's going to be a dark thought in the crevices of my brain going, yeah, but that CGI swimming scene, though. <laughs> so awful. Yeah, the CGI was really dank. The space rock, I fucking love the space rock. Uh, but then once it hatched, it was just kind of like, it's weird textureless. It worked for the yeah. jellyfish orgo form because it was a simple, yeah. like, you know, like T2 like how the CG, like the reason why the Terminator 2 uh, T-1000 looked so good was because it was such a simple digital effect that it was convincing yeah. for the time. But... Yeah. Like, uh, the alien when he left the ship before... Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought it still looked kind of dang. I was happy Godzilla wasn't fighting CG. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Imagine Orga just being completely CG. <laughs> Oh, all the alien stuff was CG until that point. So I was like, "Is he gonna fight a CGI monster in a puppet suit?" So this can look really dank. But luckily, they didn't do that. Yeah, I, I feel like for me, um, the CGI just does not look good. I think it works for the UFO when it's in the dark and the and and the alien because it's meant to look otherworldly. But that Godzilla underwater shell, like you were saying, Rocha. Oh boy. Yeah. 
I'm glad it's quick and 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 kind of dark because oh, oh boy, they did oh, not. Man. When did I put on the? They were not when did I put on uh, Destroy All Monsters Melee on the GameCube? I, I thought I was watching a movie. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh my, Kenji Kenji Suzuki was who supervised the effects, so it's a different person from the Heisei era. I think that's why. I think Kenji Suzuki had more passion for the special effects. Yeah. And I think that's why the practical looks so much better. That, that, uh, the practical scenes in this movie are so great. I dig it. Yeah. It's just a CGI. Uh, Japan wasn't ready. ready yet. Yeah, give it 20 more years and then we'll have Shin Godzilla. It's fine. 16. 16, my bad. <laughs> oh, don't spoil, don't spoil Crash too okay, much on that. Sorry, because my bad. Because I've really... I, I know. I'm just saying because I really can't wait to see Crash's reaction to that one. That's going to be something. Um, but yeah, let me see. Oh, there was one other big thing that I want to talk about, and that is the dub. Godzilla 2000 was the last Godzilla film until Shin Godzilla to be released in America that wasn't American made. But while it's unfortunate that it didn't do well financially, it did give us an amazing dub. The dub cut about like 12 minutes of footage, rearranged some shots, and got a whole new composition score-wise. And they went all out with it, really, to make it like... American-friendly? Like, basically, yeah. And, but they did it in a way that was still faithful to Godzilla 2000, the Japanese version, while being its own thing in a good way. And that's why it's my personal favorite dub. Um, Roja and Ton, I think you guys are the only ones who have seen it, besides Crash. Who hasn't seen it yet, unfortunately? So I'm curious what you guys think of the dub. I don't think I've actually seen the dub. Oh, you do watch the Japanese one, Everest? Yeah. So oh, I guess okay. I'm the only one with the interpretation. Besides oh, me. Yeah. So with the dub, there are some lines that I thought were kind of silly, like, Great Caesar's ghost! Uh, very, very funny. Uh, Kind of that traditional silly Godzilla dubbing, but a lot of mm-hmm. the actual lines landed pretty strongly. Um, yeah, there, most of the lines that stick out to me will always be the silly lines, like "Oh, this missile will go through Godzilla like crap through a goose." Like, like the <laughs> ones that will stick to me will forever be the the silly lines. But I yeah. did not have a problem. None of the characters were. Like, maybe some of the side characters, like an old lady in one scene, talk with that stereotypical old lady voice. Um, but other than that, mm-hmm. none of the dubbing felt unnatural. I dug yeah. it. Yeah. Plus, like, Crash, I'm going to point out to me, when he researched the dub a little bit, because he was excited to hear it was good. They got they got an entirely Asian-American cast for the dub, which I think is really cool. That's neat. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Because I know, like, I, when I read it, the guy was like, he wanted to make a point that it didn't sound like, you know, like white or something, like with the yeah. accent for these, like, yeah. characters. But I thought that was a nice mm-hmm. like, effort they had. Which show that the dub seemed really well produced. I really want to check it out. Yeah, the dub is really good. And Toho liked it too. And, and, so, and so did the original director, which is saying something. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 even from what I read, according to um, Wikizilla, it was screened in Japan too. Which is really interesting because that's the only time it happened besides for 1956 King, King of the Monsters. It's a really good dub. And funny enough, they liked working on it so much, they tried to get a sequel made for the dub specifically. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it, unfortunately, Sony declined to produce it because it did not succeed financially, which is a shame because that would have been really interesting to have that Maybe, happen. You know. So it was never meant to be, but but it yeah. was like let's just throw that to the uh, to the growing pile, and there's going to be plenty of these crash of Godzilla films that were never meant to be. Crash has heard of, of a lot of them by now, from just from the Heisei oh, era alone. Heisei's a is a good pile in its own. That seems to be the case with like so much Godzilla. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and and one thing though, I do want to say, one nitpick I have with this movie, be, 
before I like crash go into his critiques. I'm curious what they are. Why the fuck is it called Guns Two Thousand when it came out in Guns in 1999? That will, that will never not annoy me. It's, epic. It, it's a good, it's an awesome title, but it's so Wasn't annoying it to me. Into like, the Americas in 2000. Yeah, yes, it was. It came out in America in 2000. It came out, <laughs> but in Japan, it came out um in December. 11th 1999 so it was like a few weeks away it's so annoying no, no. to me i know that like apparently at the time mm-hmm. everyone in, in hype of the new millennium was like oh fuck everyone they put 2000 at the end of like so many random shit just because it's right? a build-up hype and i guess godzilla God. was one of those yeah it's epic godzilla Y2K. millennium <laughs> although i guess mm-hmm. they're like in the movie they're like what is the alien saying it's like oh, millennium what is that <laughs> He'll be controllers for a millennium, I guess. I yeah, know. pretty much. Takes over two thousand years. I don't know. It's kind of it's, it's a dank name, but it's it's epic. <laughs> oh, but yeah, crash. What? Oh wait, Tongue, go on. Oh, I, I was just gonna tr- mention. Like, I almost wonder if they're trying to like reference Y two K since you had the whole big. Deal. I think so that's too. What that's what Y two K was. All the computers. Yeah. Could put. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel, I feel like that was probably part of it too, especially with the internet focus. But Crash, I'm curious. What are your um uh, complaints with the movie? Because I know you said you wanted to get into oh, them. Well, I feel like I've kind of already spread it out a bit. Mm-hmm. Mainly, I just feel like there's parts of these movies I just wish they developed more. Early All right, early. whether that that's was, fair. Know, the story, like the Godzilla as a force mm-hmm. of nature, Orga in general. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I hear you. Yeah, that that was kind of mainly it, I guess, because I like most of everything else. Mm-hmm. It's just I just felt like. Those parts, they kind of shifted focus, and I feel like none of them got as much development as I wish they got. All right, that's fair. But I, but I still like it. And speaking of Millennium, this is when we get... Okay, this is the only Godzilla era not to be named after an emperor. <laughs> as we were talking about Crash. There is no emperor for emperor Millennium Crash, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I'm curious, Crash, what do you think of that? I know you had a lot of thoughts on it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so like the other day I was talking about it, and I was like, I feel like the naming, the, the organization conventions for these Godzilla movies, and apparently other kaiju in general, I feel like yeah. it's kind of whack. <laughs> because, like, things don't line up. The way I thought it was organized was via, like, kind of, like, themes, production teams, and mm-hmm. General, you know, Showa era generally has a pretty consistent tone to itself, yeah, as well. But then, you know, here comes Godzilla 2000, and that's the start of a new era of Godzilla, but it's mm-hmm. still technically within the range of Emperor Heisei, so yeah. Like, shouldn't it be a Heisei era film then? Is that, like, <laughs> the basis for it, oh man, Rocha, Rocha yeah. definitely knows this of the era clashing and people arguing over yeah. the era names, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like. It's 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 hard to come up with like a concise one because at the end of the day, even in even in similar eras, there's going to be some that are different, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I just feel there needs to be more of like a yearly kind of thing, I guess. I, I don't know because like, some movies bleed into others. Yeah, and then, like and there's not really a Heisei or a Shoah film, a Millennium film. It's more like a Millennium or Heisei film. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel organized to me. Like it seems like it works at first with Shoah and Heisei, but according to what I'm hearing, it's kind of falling apart now. Like yeah. Um, because because oh okay okay i will say i will forever prefer the original fan name for the era which was the legendary era over reiwa personally because only kingdom monsters came out under under emperor reiwa the others came out under emperor heisei he just stepped down like so it's a legendary movie not considering the reiwa era the first one yeah it is because basically the, the, the reiwa era now consists of 2014 up until now it's still ongoing come out before he stepped up. Yes, said, yes. Ages before. What about. It's, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I prefer the legendary era name. I'm I curious. It's more like nice little spot. <laughs> Even disconnected from legendary as the studio, it just yeah. Big, you know, it's like the legendary era. Like, yeah. And even then, it represents a point in Godzilla's history where he's coming back as a legend. That would make so yeah. much sense. But whatever. <laughs> Getting heated over timelines. That's, that's the latest Godzilla discourse. Yeah. Well, I've seen a lot, too, though, where people don't like the naming conventions 
And I agree, but it's also kind of hard to shake them because they've been used for so I, long I now. It's, it's fine. I don't. It's the least like trouble I had to sweat about the fandom. Whatever. <laughs> oh, it's it's not like it's a not big deal. It, 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 the movies. It's just like organizing the movies is just kind of weird. Yeah, it's very weird. One of the <laughs> that's the one bad pun. <laughs> you were allowed one bad pun. Oh, no, no, real quick though, there is one other thing I want to bring up with Godzilla 2000 before I bring this to a close. It has a very melancholy ending. Oh, for yeah. a Godzilla movie. What are you talking about? Godzilla lives inside every single one of us. <laughs> and that's too. Oh, that was the Godzilla movie. I love Godzilla moral of the movie. <laughs> we were actually taught like so before uh, we I, I got onto this show. I was talking to this with a friend, and we were talking about that final line in the film about you know mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it again, but I. <laughs> Uh, what we came to the conclusion was that the reason why Godzilla, quote unquote, is inside every one of us is because I think the movie's message was is that we are inherently destructive. Why does Godzilla keep destroying? Yeah. Well, he's like us. We're inherently destructive. We yeah. can't help but to destroy the world that we're living in. Um, and yeah. I, that's the take. I feel like there's a big message with this movie. Of progress not always mm-hmm. being good, and like and like the fact, like the fact that progress is how they unearthed um uh, the the yeah. UFO, because they were trying to use it for a new source of energy. I find it funny and progress. I was about it, to say I find uh, it funny that this was less of a military versus science as it was a science versus science. That's yeah, interesting. It is. Because because you even have it where they're like science created this error and they previously created Godzilla, and it's, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Crash, go on. I know you had thoughts on on the ending being melancholy. Oh yeah, I was just saying because the most typical Godzilla movies either end with Godzilla being a murdered or destroyed, or he's, <laughs> <laughs> you know locked away or he's walking off on his own, mm-hmm. or he's leaving. But this one, yeah. Destroying Tokyo, like it's in, like he just killed Oregon. He's like, all right, back to the grind, <laughs> punching in nine to five. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like staring because you know one, he just killed his old friend, and mm-hmm. it's like it's it's weird because at that point, I'm just like, are they okay? Are they gonna be okay? Because like it just ends with him, you know, just destroying it. Yeah, get really mm-hmm. like, kind of yeah, melancholy, somber, sort of sad feeling. It's like yeah, they stopped Oregon, but like. Now it's like Godzilla. You can't stop. You can't stop force of nature. You can't stop. Yeah. So they're yeah. destroying everything. And yeah, with the Godzilla inside of all of us, I kind of interpret that as just more, maybe not inherently, but just that we all have that kind of sort of destructive anger inside of us. Maybe yeah. I feel like it's about kind of controlling that in a way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Godzilla. I don't. Know. That's kind of how I thought. I guess. But yeah. it's, it's a very. It's one one of the better moral of the movie Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Same. I. I'd agree. Son, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. Um, it's it's a really interesting kind of note to end on. Um, you got the the like Crash mentioned, just Godzilla instead of you know going off peacefully to go chill in the ocean. It ends with him rampaging and destroying. And on one hand, it kind of feels like a tribute to the franchise as a whole because it's like it's almost like a you know, Godzilla lives kind of moment where mm-hmm. you know, G98 has, you know, Zilla kind of die and ends on the super somber note and this tragic little creature's dead, but Godzilla 2000 comes and is like, no, fuck you, Godzilla, kick your ass. <laughs> Godzilla, kick everyone's <laughs> ass. <laughs> I'll kick him <laughs> my own ass. And, then... <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think it's mm-hmm. interesting kind of commentary on kind of like mm-hmm. the Godzilla and all of us being kind of human nature is that, you know, yeah. being coming out in the year 1999, just before the year 2000, like that was a pretty significant period going into a new century. Mm-hmm. The 20th century was certainly not the most peaceful period in human history. Yeah. 
and going into the 21st, you know, there was no, no one's really sure what to expect. And um, having lived, let's see, 20 years into it, I can't say they were wrong to be worried. <laughs> but um, oh it just kind of shows how it, this franchise is always, despite all the, you know, the big monsters, the silly dialogue, the explosions, kind of at the heart of Godzilla is being kind of reflective of the world we live in. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to kind of see yeah. that element brought back in a big way. Yeah. And something else I also want to point out real quick before we close out. I think this movie is really interesting because of the fact that, besides for Godzilla, the UFO was the first weird thing in this universe. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's really unique to me, and I really like that. But go on, Crash. Oh, so I wanted to mention a few things before we close mm-hmm. off. One, yeah. like you said, um, apparently this movie is canon with Gojira. Yeah. Never, yeah. Never. yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, Crash, I looked into it. An EU thing confirmed Gojira happened, and this is a second Godzilla, apparently. It's not the original Godzilla. <laughs> they just, at some point, they just woke up on another Godzilla, and they're like, fuck. Uh, you're gonna get used to that, especially in the Millennium franchise. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta chill. Oh my gosh! So second, uh, mm-hmm. I thought Godzilla was gonna be friends with the space rock, and then I looked at him in the shadow. I felt bad. <laughs> 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 They're just looking at each other, and Godzilla was like, "Oh, hey!" Then he just blasted. Crash, that was the funniest thing because you're like, oh, hey, they're going to be allies. And then, then the space rock shot him. And you're like, oh, shit. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the, also, Crash, your series from what the space rock was was fantastic. You were going big brained so <laughs> often. You're like, oh, my God, it's Kingadora. I'm going it out with Kingadora. Like, because <laughs> it was just so weird. It's like a weird fucking space rock. I call it that so much that even when it was found out to be a UFO, I kept calling it a space rock. It's a shiny <laughs> space rock. <laughs> shiny, yeah. Like, smooth space rock. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's it. Okay. Um, does anyone else have anything to say about um about that element of Godzilla 2000? Okay. Ton. Um, one final comment is mm-hmm. um, it kind of messed me up when Space Rock showed up because it's the exact <laughs> same shape as that weird asteroid that flew through the solar system earlier this year. So, <laughs> out there, please chill, bro. We don't have Godzilla. We won't. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so I think that is a good lead-in to give our closing thoughts on on this film. So, Crash, what are your closing thoughts on Godzilla 2000? Um, I liked it. There's things I wish it developed more, but beyond that, I thought the characters were endearing. I liked Kanto as a whole. And it was a super fresh Godzilla movie. And it was a nice way to start this new era, so I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what's up next. So, I liked it. It's Godzilla 2000. I rated it. 2000 or 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Ton, what are your closing thoughts on it? Yeah, um, like I said earlier, I think I'm just doomed to like all the reboot movies in this franchise. <laughs> Godzilla 2000, it might not be quite as good as Return of Godzilla, but mm-hmm. it's a really solid Godzilla movie. And I think it's, if you want to watch a really unique and kind of just really cinematically pretty Godzilla movie. You can't go wrong with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't praise it enough. It is my favorite Godzilla film. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is uh, a, a, you know, just trailing on what the other, these lads said, um, just a unique film. A wonderful reintroduction into a new era. Um, I, I just can't praise it enough. It's a good movie. I love it. Yeah, for me, Godzilla 2000 is my first Godzilla film. So for me, it'll always be Godzilla. Look, I realized upon rewatching it how much stuff I take and put in when I do my own Godzilla projects for fun. Yeah, 
I'm kind of building off of 2000, <laughs> just 2000 style. And just, yeah, for me, it's such, it's such a great movie. It has a lot of really unique, interesting concepts. It's really fun, and I think it really helps set the stage for the future Millennium films. All right. Hey, mm -hmm. Rocha, where can, where can people find okay, you? Okay, so pretty soon, uh, with uh, I, mean, I don't want to date your uh, podcast, but at this moment, it's almost 2021. Uh, at the, mm -hmm. uh, within the coming new year, I'm going to have new uh, social media places. But you can find me. Rochasaurus Rex on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. I am currently taking, like you know, you've said that I do art. I do commission. So if you wanna, this is my chance to show myself for like two minutes. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> here's my shovel. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, I, I am a, an artist. You can commission me there. Uh, you can go to my T Public. All the links are on my uh, Twitter, and I am currently. Uh, working on a comic adaption of a book I wrote. This is where I mentioned my book. Uh, we've got to do it for every podcast. Uh, Flowers of Etria. Check it out if you like fantasy. Um, it's on my Twitter. Uh, yeah, so just check me out if you ever want to. Awesome. Virtual, thank you so much for coming on. It was fun as always to have mm -hmm. you on. Do you, as always, Rocha is someone who I've talked to before. So it's like it's it's basically like having an, another Discord call with Rocha, which is always it's always fantastic. wonderful talking to you, Faye. <laughs> and fun. Mm. Oh, thank you. All right, everyone. This was episode twenty six, I believe, of the Godzilla Roundtable. Next time we, we will discuss Godzilla versus Mega Gears. Oh boy, uh, that'll be something. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and until until next time, this has been the Godzilla Roundtable, and thank you for listening.